When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Nurse, beautiful move to the net. Great shot, score! And Edmonton completes a dramatic comeback! Cassie left it for McDavid. Drive the net. What a shot! Top right corner, unbelievable! Two flyers straight all over him. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Carolina Hurricanes, New York Islanders tied 1-1 after the first period. The Hurricanes winning the first two games in that series on the road. So the Islanders trying to fight back and get in the win column. Teravainen and Taves, the goal scorers in that one at 7.30 tonight. It is the Blues up against the Stars in Dallas, St. Louis with a 2-1 cushion in that series. Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 6.06 Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio, 6.30 Ched. My name is Reed Wilkins. Always happy to hear from you. You can text 6.30, The open line number is 780-496-0063. The email, insidesports at 630ched.com. And uh, you can get me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D, Wilkins like Dominique. No relation. All right. So we uh, go into the 1st of May. Feels a little bit more like the 1st of November out there, but we'll get through it somehow. My 8 o'clock tea time tomorrow has been nixed. So uh, we'll see when we can golf in the in the future. I'm sure people will be getting out there tomorrow, but uh, not early. Probably be a, a frost delay at the course I usually play at. Uh, we are getting into the first of May here, and we continue to uh, wait. An Edmonton Oilers uh, general manager. We'll talk about that later on with Bob Stoffer. I mean, you know the names out there. There's t- tons of speculation. Uh, you know, anything for me, I think, would be uh, uneducated guess. I think some of the names out there, and uh, you have some people reporting, well, this is a sure thing. This is going to happen for sure. It's going to be this guy. Uh, I, I would I, I would say that uh, maybe those people are trying to gain a little bit of attention for themselves and uh, are, are maybe trying to... Uh, uh, trying to turn some heads, but I, I don't know if there's necessarily a lot of substance to all those reports, and there is a lot out there when it comes to that. But uh, there will be someone, and uh, and then there will be a coach. All right, I want to get to this here right off the top of the show. Uh, Milan Lucic, who uh, earlier today was on a Rogers radio station in Vancouver, Sportsnet 650. He was on their morning show. And uh, Lucic's appearance on the show was booked through the Vancouver Giants. Most of the about 12 or 13 minute interview is centered around Lucic's memories of being a Vancouver Giant. And of, of course, this uh, is because the Giants have advanced to the to the Western Hockey League Championship Series where they're going to be playing the PA Raiders, who eliminated the Edmonton Oil Kings. So that was the main focus of the interview. This was not an NHL-centric interview. This was not an Oilers-centric interview. But Lucic, who... And if, look, if you've heard Luch, and I'm sure you've had, if you're an Oilers fan, uh, interviewed... Uh, on this station over the last three years he's been with the team, 
He's uh, he's pretty well spoken. He's thoughtful. He generally will give longer, sometimes very detailed answers. So he's he's uh, he's not shy around the media. He's he's pretty comfortable. And, you know, I know from talking to him, he'll take a second to think about the question, formulate his answer. He doesn't just charge in and brush you off or give you a cliche. He tries to give you a a good, thoughtful answer if he can. So he's good that way. Um, Maybe a little too good, maybe a little too wordy earlier today on on Vancouver Radio. I'm going to play the the part of the interview in in question. And again, I want to emphasize this was not an interview about... Milan Lucic and his experience in Edmonton, especially the last couple of years that haven't gone well. This was not uh, an NHL-focused interview. This was mostly about his time in the Western Hockey League and with the Vancouver Giants. But here's what he was asked by the host of the show, James Sabalski, and then you'll hear Lucic's answer. You've been in Edmonton for a few years now. It probably hasn't gone the way you initially envisioned. I wonder this. I mean, you're a former Vancouver Giant. You're a guy from here. Could you ever see a day where you would finish your career here in Vancouver? Uh, it's definitely something you, you you know I wouldn't rule out. It's uh, obviously uh, you know something that potentially could happen. You know, like you said, things haven't gone that well for me here uh, with the Oilers, uh, especially the last year and a half. Um, so you know, new GM, new coach, which haven't even been named yet, coming in. So. You don't know what their plan is moving forward and stuff like that. And, um, you know, uh, it, it, like, like I said, it's definitely something that 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 potentially could happen. And uh, whatever has happened from 2011 and all that type of stuff, I think for me especially it's all, you know, water under the bridge as, as far as the tension after, after all that. So uh, it's, still, it's still a place I love to – you know, come home to it's still a place I love to go visit. Um, I think it's. A, I think the the Canucks right now are, are a very exciting team. I, I love what uh, what Jim's done as far as building the team within through the draft and 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 developing players. I he's done a great job of that. I think uh, Travis has done a real good job as well uh, from from the coaching standpoint. Uh, so, like I said, it's a, it's an exciting team. It's a growing team, and. You know, you never know what the future uh, has in store for you. But uh, I think uh, I remember doing an interview, interview back in, in 07 before the Mem Cup. Um, and I said, you know, it would always be uh, a dream of mine to, to someday play for the Canucks. And, um, you know, you still have that, you know, kid inside you. You still have that dream of playing for your hometown team. And like I said, you, you never know what the future has in store and, and, and what potentially can happen. All right, so that's Milan Lucic, and that's the uh, the 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 quote. Probably, well, I don't know. I I think a lot of people read it today because it was transcribed by some people. Uh, so that's actually what he said when specifically asked that question about being a Vancouver native, having played for the Giants, would you ever like to be a Canuck someday? So I want to look at the context of this, and and first of all, I, I think we should clarify what Milan Lucic didn't say. Uh, he didn't say he wants to play for the Canucks immediately. He didn't ask for a trade. He, uh, he didn't say he doesn't want to be an Oiler. So let's let's keep that in mind. I, I think he said a couple of things that are, are very obvious, that it hasn't gone well in Edmonton the last couple of years, both for him and the team. Well, duh. I mean, I don't think he's uh, speaking out of turn by saying anything there. And he did comment on the uncertainty at coach and GM for the Oilers. And you know what? 
th- that right now is, uh, you know, a big question mark and quite frankly, a big, uh, a big negative over the organization that, that continues to look for sustained success and continues to look for stability. So right now you're sitting here with, uh, with Oilers players. They don't have a GM and, and they don't have a coach. And as I said, we don't really know when that is going to happen. One is going to happen first because of the way the, the, the search process and the interviews are going. There's, a, there's some waiting with getting permission from other teams. There's some waiting with other teams being eliminated for, from playoffs. Uh, you know, I think there's going to be someone this month, maybe in the next couple of weeks, but there, I, I don't think we can rule it out that, well, let's put it this way. There may be some candidates who maybe wouldn't be made available until after the draft because they're helping their current teams with drafts. So maybe Bob Nicholson is going to have to hire somebody without talking every, to everybody that he wants to talk to. Um, because he doesn't want to wait that long to speak to some candidates into late June and early July. So Lucic saying those kind of things, uh, I think, very, you know, very fair. Uh, I mean, I think if he went on and said, well, you know, everything's rosy, well, who cares who the coach is? I mean, obviously they care. I don't know if players care as much who the GM is because they don't see him on a day-to-day basis. So I, I think while, while those things, um, I, I don't think that's necessarily, well, I mean, they, they are negatives, that the team hasn't done well and that they don't have two key positions hired. Um, but I don't think they're unduly negative. I think those are pretty obvious comments and fair comments that he should make. Uh, personally, and, and this is just me, everybody's going to have different reactions to it. I, I was uh, you know, a little surprised that he, he praised the Canucks to the extent that he did. Uh, you know, he called them an exciting team. He praised the coaching of the general manager, uh, Travis Green, who's done a pretty good job there. General manager, Jim Benning. Of course, the uh, uncle of Oilers defenseman, Matt Benning. Now, again, he's on Vancouver radio. He's asked about one day playing in Vancouver. And he said one day it potentially could happen. That's how we put it. He is under contract with the Oilers. He has, he has four years remaining. And again, as we, you know, Rob and I are asked this thousands of times throughout the season and, and people run trade proposals by us for Milan Lucic, uh, I don't, I really don't know how you move the guy. So you're going to maybe take Louis Erickson back from the Canucks. Okay. How much, if at all, is your team better if you do that and you're, and you're not saving anything on the salary cap. Um, so, you know, it, it was, again, it, to me, some of the stuff was a little surprising uh, I think, too, he's a smart guy. He knows the audience he is on. He knows the audience he is speaking to. He knows the radio station that he's on. And I think if he were asked on a Vancouver radio station, you're probably not going to say, yeah, yeah, like I played for the Giants and I grew up here, but I hate the city, so I'm never coming back. I mean, you're probably going to say something, something positive. You know, did he gush a little bit about the Canucks? Okay, sure. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs either this year. We'll we'll see where they go. I think they got some good players coming. So I I, I don't want to blow this up into something that it isn't. This isn't a disgruntled guy going on a radio station in another city and, and asking for a trade. This was a, a and this didn't come up unsolicited. He specifically asked about it, and he specifically answered it in generally uh, his wordy and complete way and I realize he may have said some things there that might uh, cause people to raise raise an eyebrow a little bit but I you know I, I don't think there's too much there and again how do you realistically move the contract at this point 
and, and I don't think the Oilers are going to buy him out. So I think he's going to be an Oiler next year. Down the road, four years from now, maybe he, you know, he might need a job if he's an unrestricted free agent, so he's not closing the door on, the, on that down the road. Anyway, just wanted to get to that. You heard the direct quote, so uh, if you didn't hear it earlier, you heard it yourself now, and you know exactly what was said. It is 6.17. We'll take a quick timeout. Inside Sports on 6.30, Chad. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Hey, this is going to be fun after the... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 6.30 News. Athabasca's Jay Onright. But first, a guy who did a lot of great work this year on and off the ice. Will Warm, defenseman for your Edmonton Oil Kings. He is the winner of the WHL Humanitarian of the Year Award. That was handed out earlier today. Will, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Well, it's great to have you on the show. Congratulations today on winning the Doug Wickenheiser Memorial Trophy. That's the uh, WHL's Humanitarian of the Year. Just what was your reaction when you won, Will? Yeah, it was a huge honor to win win that award. And I'm just... Yeah, I was happy I was able to be there with my family and I just took it all in and yeah, it was a great, great experience. I, I know this season for you was, was a rocky one personally. You, you suffered an injury uh, really early in the campaign. Can you let us know what happened and, and the severity of the injury? Yeah, f- yeah, five games into the season, I kind of busted my knee up and had to get, had to get knee surgery. Um, so that put me out. Yeah, put me out until kind of midway through January. So yeah, that's obviously obviously not how you want the season to start. Was that is that the worst injury you've ever had, Will? Yeah, for sure it was. So when you got the news and you knew there was surgery, how did you how did you deal with that? That that's tough. And was there ever a thought that that maybe you might have to miss the whole year even? Uh, yeah, it was yeah, definitely tough tough to hear that um i think i kind of once i figured that out we i knew the surgery was going to be about three and a half months recovery time um so yeah i kind of got together with the team and talked about whether i would go home or if i would stay in edmonton and i decided that i should stay in edmonton and be around the guys and do rehab here okay well so you're path of your season changed uh, changed pretty drastically and that's how you got involved in some other stuff can you tell me where this uh, sort of started with some of the work you did in the community yeah um yeah i guess it started when i got injured and um obviously i had had a lot of time on my hands being injured not playing so um talking with the team um we decided that it would be good to kind of get involved with the, in the community and kind of throw myself into that. So, um, yeah, I'm just thankful that, that the team the team was able to inspire me and give me the opportunity to do all that work in the community. 
All right, so tell me about Will Warms the Community. Kind of a bit of a riff on your name there. Uh, what, what, what was this involved? What, what, what happened here? Yeah, as, uh, that's kind of just me uh, working with Ronald McDonald House and bringing them to some games. And um, yeah, that's, I think that was kind of some. Heather, who works for the Oil Kings, and the media came up with that. And, yeah, I thought it was, thought it was pretty cool. What was it like to meet some of those families uh, who were relying on Ronald McDonald House and get to uh, get to bring them to games? What was that experience like? Yeah, it was it was honestly incredible meeting meeting all the people at Ronald McDonald House, from the families to the volunteers that work there to the full time staff they have. It's really just humbling to to be a part of that and kind of see what goes on there um yeah i think i i think i probably took took away i just took away so much from from being able to spend time with them Will Warm joining us on Inside Sports from the Edmonton Oil Kings. He has been named the Western Hockey League's Humanitarian of the Year. I know you helped out with the 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous Teddy Bear Toss. I, I think uh, you helped packing and, and delivering. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you've, been, you've been on the ice for that game, and uh, I guess now you got to see the other side of it, eh? What happens with the Bears afterwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, was, that was a really cool experience, too, just seeing the... Yeah, seeing what happens behind the scenes, as you said, just the the mass of of teddy bears that were there and everything that happens afterwards. All right, when you got back on the ice, Will, how did that feel when you when you came through the injury? You did all the other work, and then you're back playing yeah. games. How did that feel? Uh, there's a lot of different emotions when I came back. I think there's I was obviously nervous and I was extremely excited obviously too but a little bit a little bit worried to see how how my knee would hold up and but at, yeah at the end of the day I was just so so happy to be back playing and be with the, be with the guys again and in terms of the team season you won 11 in a row at the end of the regular season you made it to the conference final I know you wish you were starting the league final this weekend will but how would you just sum up this year team-wise? I, I think you, you maybe caught a lot of people by surprise and exceeded expectations. Yeah, I think um, the group of guys we had in the room was so tight. and I've yeah, never, never been with a team that really bonded that much, so that was awesome to be a part of. And uh, I think if you look where we're the start of the year to finished, I think we proved a lot of people wrong. And, that's, that was pretty, pretty yeah, it, was, it was awesome. It was an awesome season in that sense. All right. And, uh, you know, you, your hockey career obviously is going to keep going. In, in terms of the things you were able to do in the community, some of the charities you were involved with, is, is this something now you want to make part of your life moving ahead, whether you play hockey or not? Yeah, for sure it is. I think some of the relationships I've made at Ronald McDonald House and some other places are or relationships that I want to keep going for for the rest of my life and especially just I think the Ronald McDonald House in general whether I'm living in Edmonton down the road or where I might be I think they're definitely a charity that I hope I can I can work with for for a lot of years in my future.
Okay. Well, Will, good for you. Great season for the Oil Kings. Uh, excellent for you off the ice to get involved in a lot of this community and humanitarian work. Congratulations on the award. Hope we ha- hope you have a great off season, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much. Have a good day. That is Will Warm, WHL Humanitarian of the Year defenseman for the Edmonton Oil Kings, who will draft 18th in the first round tomorrow in the WHL Bantam Draft. We'll talk about that tomorrow night on Inside Sports, and I'll be live from Commonwealth Stadium to keep you updated on the CFL Draft. My goodness, Jay Onright is next. for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Justin Falk has given the Carolina Hurricanes a 2-1 lead. Now just over seven minutes left in the second period. The good old long pass to the guy out of the penalty box. Falk goes in alone and scores. So the Hurricanes up 2-1 in the second period as they try to go up 3-0 in the series. Later on tonight, it is the Blues and the Stars. Tomorrow, the other two series back on the ice. Boston and Columbus with the Blue Jackets holding a 2-1 series lead there. And the Sharks will play the Avalanche. San Jose up two games to one. The Western Hockey League final starts on the weekend. And the Bakersfield Condors, the Oilers farm team, taking on the San Diego Gulls. Best of seven second round series. That starts on Friday as uh, as well. We had Ryan Holt, broadcaster for the Condors, on the show last night. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on 630. Chad, we'll have Bob Stoffer on in half an hour. We'll have a couple of members of FC Edmonton in studio between 7.30 and 8 tonight. The Canadian Premier League, well, it actually started last weekend. It starts for FC Edmonton this Saturday. They're taking on Valor FC which is the team in Winnipeg. I'm not sure if I like that they didn't include the the team names, uh, the city names in most of the, the team names. I think for a league starting out and trying to get new fans interested and involved, you, you might want to put the location of the team in the name, but we are FC Edmonton, so that's good. The home opener for FC Edmonton, Sunday, May 12th, 1.30 at Clark. They're going to take on Pacific FC, which I assume play on a floating field in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, judging by the name. Anyway, the next guest on Inside Sports is a best-selling author and an award-winning broadcaster. Other than that, he has done nothing with his life. It's Jay Onright. Hi, Jay. Wow. Did you even take a breath during that update? Do, do I need one? I don't think so. Oh, man, you were, uh, that was impressive, I got to say. Very, that was like broadcasting 101. That's how you do it. Well, you may find this hard to believe. I have done this before, though, though for some nights it may not seem like it. This, you're going to like this, Jay. We are, it wasn't May 1st, but it would have been May probably 3rd or 4th. We're approaching the 20th anniversary of you and I meeting at Global Saskatoon, where I was your practicum student, and I just want to quickly let everybody know about our first ever conversation. You weren't there the first day I started. I was with Derek Bidwell and R.J. Broadhead. People will know R.J. Broadhead from the CHL broadcast on Sportsnet. Great guy. Uh, And then I met you the next day, and everybody, I just, Jay and I have now been friends for 20 years. It was almost snuffed out very quickly because the first thing Jay said to me was that he didn't want a practicum student and that I should go to another station in Saskatoon. Yeah, that's pretty much right. I mean, uh, and a lot of it had to do with the way you looked and carried yourself. Um, I didn't like the cut of your jib. You, if I could borrow a, a metaphor, 
you were the Valor FC of uh, of broadcast interns that year. Uh, you were nameless, faceless. I didn't know where you were coming from, and I found your whole presence, uh, quite frankly, annoying. But over time, much as you have with your listeners, uh, you won me over. And uh, I really uh, am grateful for you uh, coming into my life that day uh, because uh, you're a wonderful man uh, and, and a gentle person and a wonderful broadcaster, too. You've, you, you have so much knowledge and you work so hard. And I don't know if the, your listeners know how hard you work. You're, you're, you definitely put more effort into what you do than I do and what I do. Uh, but that's really not saying much. But overall, I think you've done a terrific job. And I also think that um, that the show Inside Sports is in very good hands under your stewardship. And uh, and I can only imagine that Bob Stoffer will sing the same praises when he is on with you in just a half an hour here on Inside Sports on 630 Chat. Well, it's a good thing I'm seeing you next week so I can give you the 20 bucks. That might have been worth 25 but we... we, we, we... We didn't have you on the show to talk about how much you love Inside Sports and 630 Chet. Actually, I'm not sure why we had you on the show, other than that we needed a guest in this half hour. <laughs> so I'm a last-minute villain. That's fine. I'm, I'm like that for several radio shows across the country, and I, I've come to relish that role. It's sort of like... Um, you know, it's it's like uh, whoever who who's the guy who was in the Odd Couple he used to come on Letterman all the time. Tony Randall. Uh, uh, Tony, Tony Randall. Randall yeah. Tony, no, Tony. Yeah. Tony Curtis. To- no, no, not Tony Curtis. That's Jamie Lee Curtis. All oh, right. I think you were right the first Tony time. Tony Randall. I think you right. Yeah, yeah. Tony Randall. Yeah, he would just come on and and he would make fun of the fact that he he was only on there because they someone had canceled at the last minute. And so he was on, like, all the time, especially in the early days of Letterman when it wasn't, you know, a, a big draw. And so that's what I like to think I am to you, you know, just bringing some energy, um, kind of like a, a fourth liner who's just uh, happy to be in the league. And uh, and that's who I am tonight. And I'm also excited about, um, uh, you know, m- 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 um, Milan Lucic, talking about how he wants to get traded to Vancouver. No, I, Jay, I played that clip off the top of the show. He did not say he wants to get traded to Vancouver. And we got to clear. Oh, he was, Be careful he, what you he, say he said, here. He said he was open to it? He, he said he would be open to playing there someday and that it potentially could happen. He wasn't threatening right. or asking for a trade. Right, right. It just seems like a weird thing to say when oh, you're absolutely. under contract for several uh, more years um, and you didn't have a, a great couple of seasons. And by the way, I really like Milan Lucic. I think he's had such a great attitude, and I'm being sincere about this. I know I sound sarcastic when I'm being sincere, but I'm being sincere right now. I, I really, you know, obviously you'd love for him to have scored more and, and produced more and everything, but uh, bottom line is, He's uh, he's skating out there every night. He's trying hard, and he's saying all the right things. And and he's not sulking. He's just trying to get it done. And it's just been an unfortunate thing for him. But I just think that that particular choice of words today was poor. But having said that, you know, sometimes you just say things you regret. Like when I earlier said, I I uh, I really appreciate the fact that I met you 20 years ago. I regret saying that now. So in a way, I probably shouldn't have criticized Milan Lucic for what he said because everybody makes mistakes and I made a mistake saying that I was happy to be on this radio show 
because, uh, quite frankly, um, uh, I'm upset about it. Immediate regret from from Jay on, right? Yes. That's what we bring you on uh, Inside Sports on 630 Chat. Uh, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, you know, people through your, your personality on air and seeing you on TSN for the last, I don't know how long you've been on, like 40 years or something, and you, you wrote yep. a couple of books that were very open. Uh, like, do people, and this, my experience is that when, when we are, are out in public, when you do get recognized, there is no barrier. Like, people just are, will walk up to you, because there have been times we've been out, and people have just started talking to you, and I thought it was somebody that you knew. And then I've said, who's that? And you were like, I don't know. They just want Like, do you find that, that people just with you, they feel like that isn't their barrier there? They don't have to say, oh, hey, Mr. Onright, do you have a minute? They just kind of launch in and treat you like an old buddy because of your on-air persona? Yeah, I never, I've never thought of it that deeply, to be honest. I, I think <laughs> I, I'm always just grateful that people enjoy the show. Like someone asked me once, you know, has anyone ever come up to you and said anything bad? You know, like come up to you and, and said, I don't like you or, or I don't like the show you're doing. And, and that's never happened, not once. I know those people exist. Some of those people are listening to us right now, and they're angry as they're, they're driving uh, – down the white mud to get home tonight but at the same time i've never had that kind of personal interaction it's always been extremely positive and i i'm very grateful for that and really the bottom line is in, in this day and age when our business is uh is changing so much the fact that i still not only get people our age coming up to me and saying how much they enjoy the show but Lots of kids still come up to me and, and say they like watching the show in the morning, and, and that makes me happy to know that people still are paying for cable. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe they're watching you on their iPads. Though I guess they still have to pay for cable to get the, the access to the TV stations on their iPads. Well, they can, also, they can also get the TSN app, and that's available to anyone in the App Store for a fee, but, and that's fine too. But the bottom line is that we're, we're still... We love to do the show every night. I think it shows, and and so that's probably why the reactions that you've seen have been relatively positive. And maybe the word is familiar because uh, because we're just being ourselves on TV, and that's what we've always wanted to be. We've never wanted to put on a sort of a fake broadcaster persona. This is exactly who I am off air, and this is who I'll be on air too. Uh, Jay, I, I've uh, I've always wanted to say this. This just handed to me. I, I just got a ratings report for your show, uh, SC with Jay and Dan, uh, 10 p.m. Mountain Time, obviously on, on TSN. I'll give you guys a plug. Uh, your, uh, your viewership since the Leafs were eliminated by the playoffs has declined mm-hmm. to four. You now have four viewers since the Leafs were eliminated. Yeah, yeah, I know, and it's unfortunate. <laughs> um, oh, really? That, that's the uh, that's that's the bed we've made for ourselves. Uh, we we decided to ride or die with the lease when TSN was launched back in 1984. And back then, I'm sure the the guys who started TSN said to themselves, "Listen, we're going to ride and die with the lease. We're going to annoy the rest of the country uh, to the point of insanity with how much lease coverage we'll have." But we're going to do it because uh, basically one-third of the country's population is in the Golden Horseshoe, as they call it, southern Ontario. And most of them are Leaf fans, and so we're going to ride it. And we thought way back in 1984, surely this, this Leafs franchise, over the course of the next few decades, will enjoy some playoff success. 
And we're still waiting, Reed. We're still waiting for that. Uh, many decades later, uh, and and it's, it, it, it may turn a corner, but but for now it doesn't seem to be the case. So uh, go Blue Jackets! <laughs> yeah, go go Blue Jackets for sure. Uh, all right, got a text here from uh, Norman to six thirty six thirty. Hey Reed, can you please tell Jay I really enjoyed his first two books. Does he have any plans to complete the trilogy? A la George Lucas with Return of the Jedi. Oh, he's even working in a Star Wars reference there. Yeah, not right now. I I, I decided that that was those books were really enjoyable. I'm really so happy that they were received well. They were an excruciating amount of work for a guy who really got into TV so that he wouldn't have to work too hard. So I think... I will definitely write another one someday, maybe at the end of my career to sort of cap things off. But right now I'm sort of focusing on other things, resting, <laughs> napping, uh, listening to music, that kind of thing. Well, but you must be busy, though, because you added a, a, a wonderful young son to your family uh, right around. All right. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yes, okay, so there's the, there's the kids. I've got two kids. i got to watch them sometimes. So there's that, too. Um, but overall, mostly the resting and napping is my priority over the children. Well, you're getting old, so it's good you have your priorities straight. Uh, Jay, it is great to have you on the show. I look forward to seeing you next week. It's going to be fun. Uh, hopefully we, we share some, uh, some wonderful times together. I'm sorry, what, Reed? <laughs> Where are you going to be next week? Uh, d- d- don't, don't worry. I'll, I'll fill you in later. All right. Sounds shady. Well, uh, have a wonderful day. Uh, all my best to everybody at 6.30, Chet. And uh, best to everyone in Edmonton, too. Uh, I, I think next year is, is going to be the year the Oilers really turn it around. <laughs> we'll hold you that, buddy. That is Jay Onright from TSN checking in tonight, Inside Sports. Ah. Vic writing in. He says, Jay Onright's sincerity is hard to distinguish from the Jay Onright sarcasm. Yeah, tell me about it, Vic. <laughs> and Jared says, all I know is Jay Onright has the best Movember ever. No contest. Ah, great to have uh, Jay on the show. He is he is busy with his two children, and apparently his wife neglected to tell, them, tell him that I'm staying at their place for a few days next week. I guess I'll have to deal with that when I get there, eh, Kellen? Yeah. Maybe I've got a nice cot on the front yard. Oh, there you go. Better look into what the B&Bs are like in the Toronto area there. I guess I better. Oh, is it an Airbnb? Does that just mean you have to stay in an air mattress? Is that I, what an Airbnb is? Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm getting my first crack at staying one uh, over Victoria Day long weekend, so I have to let you know what it's like. Oh, so. really? Where are you going? Do you, dare uh, I ask? Is it some, let me guess. Wrestling. No. Oh, okay. Uh, just vacation with friends. Actually, I have to say a Sylvan Lake, so. Oh, you're staying at an Airbnb at Sylvan Lake? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yep. Are you going to do any water skiing? Uh, I can barely swim, so probably stay off the water. Well, if you stay on the skis, you won't need to swim. That's, <laughs> that's why it's called water skiing and not swimming. I like the idea of water uh, tubing, you know, where they put the tube behind a boat and because you're sitting down. I like that. All right, it is 6.48. We'll take a quick timeout. Inside Sports on 6.30, Chad. Hi, 
Hi, this is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, there's the Nuge. We give you a little bit of CanCon coming back from break. A little Brian Adams. My goodness, is that album now, what, 26 years old? Was it 93? 91? 91. Waking Up the Neighbors by Brian Adams is now 28 years old. So it's older than many employees we have here at 630 Chet. Well, yeah. All the good albums are like, old. Like Bob Layton only just turned 25. It is 2-2 Islanders and Hurricanes after two periods. Uh, Josh Bailey with his fourth of the playoffs. That tied it up at 14-13. We have uh, Vic texting in. He says, Sylvan Lake is a great place to live 10 months of the year. Then the tourists show up along with the odd radio guy. Well, I'll tell you what, Vic. Kellen is definitely an odd radio guy. <laughs> you, you'll be able to <laughs> you, spot me in a crowd You for nailed sure. that one, Vic. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and this texture says, uh, hey, Reed, I think your dad's mustache would give Jays a run for its money. My goodness, someone knows my dad. Who, uh, what, what does my dad have? They're, well, I don't know what they're officially called. Mutton chops? Like, he has the sideburns. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, you know, connect on a mustache. Has he always had those? Or? Yeah, well, as long, well, not when he was a baby. Like well, he didn't, wasn't born with facial hair. As long as you've known him, how's, how's <laughs> yes, since I have known my father, yes, he that is has been his facial hair style. Hmm. Okay, so I, I hope I'm describing it properly. I mean, he has sideburns, and then they go basically horizontally across his face. Right. So it's like the very top twenty percent of a beard. So yes. not quite an Abe Lincoln type look, but no, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just always called them whiskers when I was whiskers. A kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this texture says, Reed, did Kellen just call it water tubing? Hopefully he doesn't get hurt in the winter when he goes snow tubing. <laughs> yes, I will watch out for the winter ice on the lake. Uh, great to have Jay Honor on the show. Uh, Milan Lucic, we played that comment earlier. Uh, it, look, it's it's uh, Edmonton. It's a passionate hockey town. The team has been, well, terrible for a long time. So uh, I, I just don't want to blow the story out of proportion. I, I found some of the wording Milan used odd, though I know he's a pretty uh, thorough speaker, and sometimes when he gets rolling, he gets saying a lot of different stuff. He did not ask for a trade. He said a lot of nice things about the Canucks, but he didn't specifically say, I'd sooner play for the Canucks now than I would the Oilers. And I also think the, the things he said about the orders were were pretty obvious. It didn't go well. There's uncertainty at GM and a coach. No, you know that's not ideal for a player to be in. But for to say he wants a trade or is asking a trade or wants to go to Vancouver immediately, I think that would be incorrect. So again, and if it you know maybe if it wasn't May first and uh, you know there was if there was a bunch of other stuff going on, maybe we wouldn't be talking about that as much. By the way, that Kellen the the story Jay and I told. Mm-hmm. That that is a, a a true story. Yes. That I mean, I exaggerated a, a little bit, but that was my life twenty years ago. I just finished the classroom portion of radio and television at Nate. Mm-hmm. So then you have to do a four month practicum. Yep. So I didn't want to wait till the fall. So I I dove right in and I I like I actually moved to Saskatoon. Like I got an apartment there. I moved most of my stuff. I actually moved there for, you know, to, to do my practicum there for the summer. 
and uh, went in the first day. Jay was a sports director. Then this was, they did a half-hour show like they used to here at Global Edmonton. It was called Sports Line. The, okay. the one here was called Sports Night. Yep. So it was Jay and, and Derek Bidwell and R.J. Broadhead did the weekends and did reporting. Uh, so I, I go there my first day. So, you know, you get shown around, you meet everybody. Jay's not there. And then Jay's there the second day. So I sit down and meet with him and we talk a little bit. And he goes, well, you know, it's pretty slow here in the summer. So I don't know how much you'll get to do. Uh, why don't you go to another station in town? I can call CTV and maybe get you a gig there. And I'm kind of like, what? <laughs> like, this, like I'd line this up through his boss, the news director who runs the newsroom. So I was supposed to be there, and I specifically wanted to do something on a half-hour sports show. You know, I didn't want to go to a station where there was a, a four-minute sportscast. Mm-hmm. So I kind of said I, I wanted to say, and he was like, okay, well, we'll give it a week or two, and, and we'll see how you're fitting in. And then it turned out to be a great experience, and I learned a lot of stuff, and, and uh, you know, Jay and I got to be good friends out of it. But, yes, our first, my, his, his first conversation, our first conversation was Jay telling me to go away 20 years ago this week. And that's, that's in contrast to our relationship, Kellen, where yeah. I was nice to you at first, and now every day I just want you gone. If I remember correctly, <laughs> you complimented me on my Oakland Raiders football jersey. Is that, that That's wearing. probably true, isn't it? Yep. Was that at City TV? That was at City TV, yep. Because you used to wear it. the Tim Brown jersey to work. That's it, yeah. That's the one. Now, how did you get a practicum there? <laughs> Wearing a football jersey to work, I have. Like, I still have no idea. Something to this with day. a collar, you know, even <laughs> plain color T-shirts. I don't know, something like that. Honestly, I just rang them up and they were like, "Come on down," and I was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty, Literally, that's how it was. Pretty easy to get a. You looking for a practicum student? Yep, show up tomorrow. Oh, but you didn't. Yeah, that was it. that was it. All right. Fun stuff. You can text 630-630. Phone number is 780-496-0063. Bob Stoffer will check in after the news. And we will have Tommy Amiobi and Bruno Zibi from FC Edmonton in studio between 730 and 8. The Canadian Premier League is off and running. FC Edmonton debuts on the road in Winnipeg on Saturday. We'll get into that as we roll along. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.